Shalom, shalom and welcome. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith. We're living life in the Spirit. We're standing on the rock upon Messiah. Hallelujah, a rock that cannot be moved. This is the Sukkot season. We're in the fall feast and what a blessed time it is to celebrate Yeshua and recognize just the importance of the scripture concerning the feast and who Yeshua is. But also, you know, at this time of year in the fall feast, we have a lot of uh, prophetic significance concerning the return of the Messiah. You know, tabernacles, he tabernacled amongst us. He dwells within us. Hallelujah. You know, what's the whole point of um, tabernacles? It's the wedding supper of the land, uh, the Lamb. Let the bride say, come. Let the bride of the Lamb say, come. Yeshua HaMashiach, come. You know, it's so important that uh, we understand that it is the marriage that brings forth the redemption of fallen man from the Garden of Eden. And also for what we see at Mount Sinai, we see the marriage at Mount Sinai in the book of Exodus. What a blessing it is to see that there. And then we see the failure of what happens. We see the divorce of the Northern Kingdom. We see that Judah is cut off when Yeshua dies on the cross because Yeshua is married to Israel. And, you know, look, listen, we live in a day where there's so many gospels, there's so much preached, there's uh, so many uh, voices out there. It's very difficult to know what we should be listening to. And, you know, as I was traveling in the, the States last month, uh, there was a whole issue I wanted to deal with, but never got a chance really to talk about it. And that was the red heifer. Oh yeah, the red heifer showed up in Israel and uh, that was all happening. I don't know, I can't remember the date, probably about the 15th of September. And everyone's like, wow, this is prophetic. The prophetic significance of what's taken place. This is incredible. And uh, you know, you would have thought that there was some incredible prophecy within the scripture that when you see the red heifer showing up in Israel, get ready. This is prophetic. The Messiah's coming. It's the dedication of the temple. We have to have the dedication of what they call the third temple. Is it the third temple? Maybe it's the fourth temple. I'm not sure where we're up to. Maybe it's the fifth temple because guess what? We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. What did Yeshua say? He prophesied the destruction of the temple because the people rejected him. He said this temple will be torn down. And you know, uh, you know, I was on the plane uh, for just before Yom Kippur and I was talking to the, the Jews on the plane and I'm like, you know, what do you do with uh, atonement when it comes to Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, when your whole religion changed after the destruction of the temple in AD 68, AD 70, that sort of time frame. And, um, you know, the response is quite incredible because Judaism today doesn't teach the importance of dealing with sin. So what's the purpose of this red heifer? It's about the cleansing. It's the cleansing of the place for the temple, for the sacrifices. It's the cleansing of the priests. All these things have to take place. Guess what? You know, the problem in Judaism today, they're so um, divided. You know, you get on the airplane. I was on uh, um, American Airlines that had uh, different types of kosher meals for different types of groups, but you go on something like LL and you will have, I don't know what the number is, if it's six or even up to 10 different kosher certifications that uh, you can choose from. <laughs> Effectively, what does it mean? It means the plane has a whole bunch of kitchens 
under different rabbis, under different sects, uh, in which uh, you can have your meal certified. Now, just think about that for a second. So here we have this red heifer, or these red heifers show up in Israel. And, uh, you know, the cow of God to take away the sins of the world, you know, you've seen some of those teachings in the past, you know, some of the Christian uh, teachers talked about how Jesus is the red heifer, he is a heifer sacrifice outside the camp. Some of the Hebrew roots teachers also caught up on some of that crazy teaching and talked about the cow of God. You know, here comes the cow of God, Yeshua. No, my Messiah is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. He has cleansed us. He has washed us whiter than snow. We're a new creation in Messiah. So what's the significance of red heifers showing up in Israel? Well, why don't you go ask all the different Orthodox Jews what their thoughts are regarding this? You know, I'm recording right now from northern Israel. Let me tell you something. You know, the group that have the red heifers, there's also other groups that are trying to grow their own red heifers and uh, trying to work out their own heifers that are born and bred and brought up here in the land of Israel. And, you know, some of them even have a problem that these red heifers came from an evangelical Christian farm in Texas. You know, what's going on? Man, the Christian Zionists are going crazy. Man, you watch the 700 Club and others dateline and things, and what are they proclaiming? They're like, oh man, this is such a big deal. Is this prophetic fulfillment? Oh, this is the signs of the times. We're so close to the end. I just want to tell you something. There's so much division here in the land in Judaism that uh, they're never going to get their act together. So don't even worry about it. Anyway, let me tell you something else. There's no prophetic significance in your Bible about the red heifers for all of you that are following the Temple Institute and doing all these in-depth study on the Temple. Enjoy yourself with the in-depth study of the Temple. But let me tell you something. As soon as we start lifting up Judaism as if it's a, a, a religious... Um, a party or experience that is of truth, we've got a problem. Listen, modern day Judaism is a cult. Modern day Judaism is younger even than today's Christianity. You know, they had to reinvent their entire religion after the destruction of the temple. And just coming back to what I said earlier, you know, I know I'm talking fast here. I just want to get this out. I'm so excited about it, as you can hear. <laughs> you know, after the destruction of the temple, it was no longer about dealing with your sin, you know, through the atoning sacrifices and, you know, through animal sacrifices, you know, for the, your sins to be covered until that day. No, it's all going to be about good deeds right now. So modern Jews and even modern religious Jews, what's the whole fuss about this red heifer to them? They're not looking for atonement for their sins. You know, they're happy swinging a chicken around their heads or some money over their heads in preparation for Yom Kippur, you know, just to deal with their sins. And it's all about good deeds. It's not about the sins and the, the things that you're doing. You know, when you talk, you know, Isaiah 53, and you, you talk about uh, what Yeshua has done and how he sets you free from your sins. In today's Judaism, it's like, oh, you know, fall over. I have no idea what you're talking about. This doesn't relate to us. Anyway, here comes 
the red heifer to Israel. It must be of prophetic significance. I don't know if any of you remember what happened when we had the blood moons. You had Mark Biltz and John Hagee. They're all going crazy. This is it. And, you know, there's Mark Biltz bringing all these, these bus tours out to Israel. They're all lining up for the blood moon back in, I don't know, 16 or 2017. This is it. You know, this is going to usher in, you know, the... Uh, the 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 time of tribulation. It's the time of Messiah coming. <laughs> oh boy! I tell you, guess what? They all came out, spent all their money, got here, and they've they've all left. And uh, years have passed since those events. And you know what they're doing? Licking their wounds or waiting for the next uh, hype uh, thing to get on. So this whole red heifer thing, you know, probably all those blood moon people and. Uh, you know, all those preppers for the end times, you know, they're probably all excited about this, thinking, oh, they can't wait. Here comes the next building of the temple. Let me tell you something. I am not looking for a temple that's built on the basis of Judaism. Judaism is a false religion. I am sold out to Yeshua HaMashiach. He did not promote Judaism. He said, don't listen to those Pharisees and Sadducees. Don't listen to them. And, and why do they say don't listen? Because they will not point you towards the Messiah. If something is not pointing you towards the Messiah, you just need to dismiss it. Don't worry about it. Focus on the scriptures. Who are we? Well, we are a royal priesthood. I want to read a scripture to you just to encourage you here uh, today. <coughs> And it's a, a scripture I was meditating on, just on the importance of us being living stones. And you know how excited I am about, uh, you know, living stones and that we are the living temple. And, you know, these red heifers, they've got nothing. I'm not waiting for the red heifer because Yeshua is my atoning sacrifice. You know, I understand who he is. I understand who the body of Messiah is. But the problem we have within Messianic Judaism and, you know, with Christian Zionism, they have no idea what their Bible says. So let's just read it. Living stones, the chosen people, verse 4 of 1 Peter chapter 2. As you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans. Yes, modern day Judaism rejects the living stone Messiah but chosen by Elohim and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, hallelujah, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to Elohim through Yeshua the Messiah. Now, just think about that for a second. You know, part of uh, the problem with modern Judaism, they don't believe that uh, anyone in Judaism is clean. They don't believe that they are pure. But what do we see? We see that, uh, that we are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices. Those sacrifices, those spiritual sacrifices are acceptable in Yehovah. Hallelujah. They're acceptable to Elohim through Yeshua. For the scripture says... And I'm going to read, uh, you know, here it says, See, I lay a stone, a chosen precious stone, a cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20, verse 7. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious, but to those who don't believe, the stone the builders rejected 
has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. Psalm 118, we also see it in Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 23. So what are we saying? But verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, Elohim's special possession that you may declare the praise of him who called us out of darkness into this wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of Elohim. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Oh, praise the name of Yeshua. So who are you? You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy priesthood. Do you understand that? You're the one who has authority to make sacrifices uh, before Yehovah through Yeshua the Messiah. Now listen, they're going to reject this stone. They're going to be looking for red heifers. And when you see believers getting all excited about this stuff, I'm telling you, Take note of who's excited about all this nonsense, right? And, you know, send them a little message and say, listen, when are we going to get back to the scripture and actually understand what the word says? We have got to get to that place where we understand who we are in Messiah. So, you know, that's what we want to, uh, we want to work on. There's no mediator we need on earth. Why is that? Because who is Yeshua? So there's no earthly mediators between Elohim and man, you know, that existed in the Old Testament priesthood. We don't need that today because of who Yeshua is and the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. So we speak that biblical order right now. And as we come into Sukkot, if you started celebrating Sukkot a couple of days ago, or if you're starting here this evening, I just want to encourage you, let it be a time where we focus on the dwelling of the Spirit, that He dwells within you, that you are a holy priesthood. Just picture that. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Every single one who is in Messiah is a priest. You are of the priestly lineage. It's not about Judaism. It's not about Levitical order. The authority that we have is the authority in Messiah. It's not of the old, it's of the new. So I want you to go into Sukkot and, you know, we're, we're going to be celebrating for these next seven days, rejoicing in Yehovah of what it truly means for him to dwell in our midst. And listen, I want to encourage you, each and every one of you, let's lift up sacrifices before our Father. What about the sacrifice of praise? Hallelujah. What about the sacrifice of presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Elohim as your spiritual act of worship? Recognize who Yeshua is. Recognize that that curtain was torn into the Holy of Holies. And, you know, we saw uh, Aaron's sons, they took an unholy fire into the very presence of Yahovah. He struck him down dead. He said to Aaron, you, you know, Moses, tell Aaron, don't even mourn for your sons. Man, what they did is so wicked. And then what do we do? We have today all these people blasting unholy fire. Listen, there's no such thing as Messianic Judaism. 
If you want to be Marcianic, that's great. If you want to link Judaism to it, you've got to wake up. There's a time coming when you need to wake up. We're not called to follow the Torah portions of Judaism. Yes, follow the Torah, but get out of the cycle of Judaism. And of course, on the last great day, which is the day of the declaration of who the Messiah is, what does Judaism want to do? They want to have Simchat Torah. They want to uh, emphasize that it's all about the new cycle of the Torah portion. And I want to tell you, it's not about the new cycle of the Torah portion. It's the last great day. Hallelujah. It's the day where his name is proclaimed. But Judaism doesn't want you proclaiming his name. That's not what he, they want you doing. What do they want you to do? They want you to be declaring the Mishnah. Huh? <laughs> no, they want you caught up in the old wineskin. It's time for the new wine. It's time for us to walk. Listen, you better understand something. I believe fully in walking in Torah, walking in the ways of Yeshua. The Torah is not done away with. The Torah is for today, for every single believer. The feasts of Yehovah, they're not the feasts of the Jews. They're the feasts of the Lord. And we know that people everywhere are waking up to this realization. In fact, hundreds of thousands of people are coming to that realization that this is the time uh, for us to be restored to the roots of our faith. And what a blessing it is to be found amongst other teachers who encourage people how to walk in the ways of Yahovah. When we look at the, the whole system in Numbers chapter 19 as well, where it talks about, uh, you know, the perfection of what we see in the red heifer, I want to ask you a question. Do you think that they... Uh, today's Judaism has added different rules to the understanding of the red heifer and what is called a pure red heifer, what's not called a pure red heifer. Listen, they can't even get the blue thread right in their tzitzit. Oh no, we can't have the blue thread because it's got to be from some snail off the north coast of Israel and, and that's the, the perfect blue. If it's not that blue, oh, we'll just wear white. Listen, let me tell you something. That blue thread within the tzitzit represents Messiah. Hallelujah. So what? They don't want Messiah in there. They want separation from the understanding of Messiah. So stop following the prophets of the Mishnah. Oh, nine red heifers have already been revealed and the tenth red heifer, oh, that's going to be the one. That will be the one, the important one. But let me tell you something. I'm not following the Mishnah. I'm not following Judaism. I'm not following the Talmud. I'm following the holy scriptures i believe in genesis to revelation i want to stand upon the word so anyway i want to tell you be blessed this sukkot may you have a great time during sukkot celebrating who yeshua is for all of you who are camping it's kind of weird you're all out camping but that's okay enjoy yourself out camping it's good to fellowship with others you know we've got our sukkah set up here at the home and uh, it's a blessing inviting people to come and Sukkot with us, fellowship with us, come under our uh, temporary dwelling so that we can rejoice together at who Yeshua is. So let's lift up the name of Yehovah. So Father, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you for Sukkot. And Father, we just crush all these lies 
of Judaism, we just declare we are not waiting for the third temple of Judaism or whatever they want to call it. They don't even know what temple they're on. Father, we're not waiting for Judaism for anything. We're not waiting for Judaism for the order of how we live our life. We're not looking to Judaism and the sages. Oh, don't don't call them uh, the rabbis. So, you know, call them the sages because then People will think, oh yeah, it must be like ancient people of old that had wisdom. No, Yeshua said, don't listen to them. You don't need to listen to the sages. Why? They're not going to reveal Messiah as they open up the Tanakh. They're not revealing Messiah. You want to get into the scripture, let the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, open your eyes. Be around believers that will share the love of Yeshua Get stripped of that religion and all of that system. What are you doing wearing keepers on your head? Why are you running about with prayer shawls? Come on, get delivered. This is not how you're called to walk. We're not called to be a bunch of of pagan, mixed religion, uh, you know, uh, Judaizers, Judaisms. You know, that's not what we need. So, you know, let me just put it plain again so you understand. Number one, there's no such thing as Messianic Judaism. If you want to be part of Messianic Judaism, you're denying the Messiah in so many ways. And, you know, you've got to wake up. You've got to wake up. You can be Messianic. You can be Jewish and come to faith in Messiah. But don't be Judaism. Oh, Judaism's the early part of Christianity. No, it's not. Today's Judaism and the cycles of what they do in today's Judaism, that is not how we're going to win this nation to Messiah. We're going to win this nation to Messiah by preaching Yeshua and Him crucified. So while I'm on that subject, why not get behind us in our support of reaching out to preach the gospel here in the land of Israel? Because you know that we're effective in evangelism. We're effective in sharing our faith. And that's something to sow into. That's something to say, I want to give an offering into the land of Israel during this season. You can do that if you please at buildthoseoffaith.com. But anyway, I just want to thank you for your time today. And, and you know, I know many people were troubled. What do you do with all those uh, social media feeds where they're all saying, is this a prophetic sign of the coming of the Messiah because of the red heifer? Well, I just want to make it very plain very easy for you. You know, you're a you're a you're a royal priesthood. <laughs> you're part of the every believer if you are in Yeshua, you're of the priestly lineage. Hallelujah. You can make offerings. You can make the sacrifices spiritually before the throne of Yehovah. What a blessing. Oh, I'm excited. I'm so pumped, filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't wait to see what is before us in these coming days. If this message is blessed, you, I want to ask you to take a moment, share it with others, especially share it with all those red heifer freaks and all those blood moon freaks and whatever type of freaks are out there that are all trying to think that there's something to be found within modern day Judaism or even in the, the, the uniting of modern day Judaism. Let me tell something christian zionism man you've been duped man you have brought into the wrong message i am all for the salvation of israel i'm all for the breakdown of understanding what the word says but let me tell you something when i listen to some of your messages on how you think israel is going to experience their salvation as if yeshua has to come and stand on the mount of olives and then all israel will be saved that's false doctrine you've got to be off your trolley 
you know, what does it say in, uh, in, <laughs> in Judaism? What are they waiting for? They're waiting for the Messiah to appear on, uh, on, on the roof of the temple to bring forth the proclamation for them. That's why they want to get this red heifer all sorted out so the Messiah can come onto the roof of the temple and he can shout out to all the people and say, this is who I am, hallelujah, here I am, here's the holy temple, you guys are all awesome, this is me. Well, let me tell you, that's not how it's going to happen. So we need to just come against that spirit of rebellion. And we need to say, you know, Yeshua of Nazareth, he's the one who is the Messiah. You reject him. You're rejecting the promises of Yehovah. You're rejecting. You, you have no covenant if you reject Yeshua. The only covenant you can have is found in Yeshua. In the New Covenant, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. A new covenant I give to you with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And for all you uh, Gentiles of the nations, guess what? You are grafted into the commonwealth of Israel. You are part of Israel. The promises that were given to Abraham are the promises given to you. You know, the covenant with Abraham didn't fail because it was cut between two parties, the father and the son. Abraham didn't walk through that um, uh, covenant. But when it came to the covenant at Mount Sinai, guess what? The people were sprinkled with the blood. They broke the covenants and they made the golden calf. And the consequence of the golden calf is death. And Yeshua had to come. He had to die and pay the price so that he could deal with the sin once and for all. And that death sentence over the, the golden calf was taken away. And then he, because the son died, is able to marry Israel. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So we have a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And that's what we're grafted into. Why? Because it's all about the marriage. It's all about Sukkot. Hallelujah. What is it about Sukkot? The wedding supper of the Lamb. So, Father, will you dwell with us? Will you minister to us? Father, we come against false doctrine. We come against lies and deceptions. And we ask, Father, for your name to be glorified. Hug Zameach and happy Sukkot. Have a blessed time. Look forward to catching up with all of you over this week and seeing all your posts and uh, all your pictures of your experiences as you fellowship together, as you share together, and uh, you know, as you sit down and talk about the red heifer together. Maybe someone in your group is going to wake up and say, you know what, you need to listen to that crazy Scottish guy in Israel about the red heifer because what is wrong with us? Are we are we so caught up in Judaism? Have we have we lost the plot? Come on, let's get back on the narrow road. Let's get caught up in the true gospel of the kingdom and see his kingdom come, his will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. I'm speaking to you, you royal priesthood, you holy priests of Yahovah. It's time for us to sacrifice before our king. Until next time, shalom.